Please turn your Bibles to the book of James. James, James chapter 4. title of this message this morning is a new year, new year, but the same message. New year, but the same message. Now, before I, I even start preaching, I, I want you to understand something. The, the Word of God does not change. There, as Solomon once said, there's nothing new under the sun. It, it's all the same. But we need to have a renewing of our heart daily, amen? And in this case, I mean yearly. This morning I want to see again, I want to, it's the same, same message but a new year. Just to reiterate some things and to hopefully light a fire under who we ought to be as a church. Because God put this church here to be a shining light, amen? And we need to remember that and be that light that God called us to be on a daily basis. So again, title of the message is New Year, same message. Y'all say that with me. New Year, same message. A few years ago, around this same time, I looked, we all looked at, at one of my favorite scriptures, and it might be my favorite scripture, Proverbs 3, 7. Proverbs 3, 7. And it told us how we can have a better year and a better life. I, I, do y'all want a better year than 2022? <laughs> Me too. Do you want a better life? Well, I think everybody would say, yeah, I'd like to have a better life. If we would just only follow the instructions of Proverbs 3, 7, which the wisest king ever, and I, we just follow his advice, our lives would be so much better. So a few years back when we looked at Proverbs 3, 7, it's just three things. Y'all ready? Y'all know it because I've preached it before. Be not wise in your own eyes. Everybody thinks they are so smart, don't they? I was around, I don't know, 2,000 smart people this past week. They, they thought they were so smart. Y'all know what they did? Any of y'all who ever been on a ship before, this is what they did. They, when, you, when you leave the ship, you have to get tags and tag your luggage and put them out. And people got all the early tags. And, and Brother Kyle and Amy, we got number 16. It's 1 through 20. I got 16. Y'all know what I did? Amy and I just sat down and enjoyed ourselves when everybody else was going crazy. I mean, they were going nuts today trying to get off this boat, trying, just going crazy. Why? What's taking so long? And we're just sitting back there looking out the window. We finally had cell phone service, so we were catching up. And then listen, this, this is what happened. We got off the ship, and, and there was a porter down there at the very bottom. And we said, Mr. Porter, can you help us? And he threw our luggage. Y'all pay attention, because y'all getting ready. He threw our luggage on his little porter cart. And the pastor and Amy walked around 150 and 200 people trying to go through immigration, and we just whistled, just. What do you say? Listen, you have the opportunity to either live life simply or, or, or just be in a, a constant state of chaos. Well, what's the difference? I knew the rules. Kevin, I knew, I knew what, you know, what we had to do to get around all this chaos, and that's what Solomon's trying to, he says, no, be not wise in your own eyes. Quit thinking you're so smart. 
You know what happens when you realize that you're not smart? You go for, you, you, you try to find out what true wisdom is. Well, where, where can I find true wisdom? The Word of God. The smartest people I know realize that they need the Word of God. But then he said this, he says, be not wise in your own, fear the Lord. You can watch people's actions and tell whether they actually fear the Lord or not. You really can, right? I, I saw some videos not too long ago, these people jumping off cliffs, 120 feet. Uh, no, no. Well, brother, if, you, you know, if you've got the love of the Lord, you can do stuff like that. You don't have to fear. No, God tells us not to tempt him. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. So be not wise in your own. Fear the Lord. Fear God before every decision you make. It says depart from evil. Well, Brother Kyle, how do I know what's evil? The, the Word of God will tell you everything that's evil. Don't do it. You can live a great life. You can have a better 2023 if we understand those three precepts. Now, this morning, I want us to focus on some verses of Scripture that changed my life personally and put me on a path that I'm currently on. And that's James chapter 4, verse 13. Look at James 4, 13. James 4, 13 says this. It says, come now, James says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such city and spend a year there, do business, and make a profit. James says, listen, you don't even know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you are a bit of smoke that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Y'all, the older I get, the, the more I feel that. Bob, you feel that? I mean, it seems like yesterday I had all the energy in the world. Now I have to take a nap before I can go eat breakfast. Can I, get a, can I get a testimony? Verse 15 says this. James continues. He says, instead, instead of your boasting, instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So for the person who knows to do good and doesn't do it, it is a sin. Let's read verse 17 again. So for the person who knows to do good and doesn't do it, it is a sin. Let's pray. Our Father, we come to you again asking forgiveness of our sins. And the Lord, I pray that you would just be with us right now. You would still our hearts and our minds, and God, help us to focus on you. This isn't a new message, Lord. It's the same message, Lord, that you want us to hear, that we might be greater servants for you. In Jesus' name I do pray, and all God's children said, amen. amen. What, what could be, church, what could be different in 2023? What could be different this coming year? Number one... I might not be here. I might not be here. I might not make it through 2023. Do y'all understand that? I mean, we, we try on New Year's Eve. We, don't, we try not to look at it as a, a, a time of gloom. But we never know what a new year is going to bring. Just as the scripture says, we don't know. We don't have a clue. I might, this might be the year that God calls me home. This might be the year that God moves me to another church. 
Brother Kyle, what are you saying? I, I'm, I'm, I don't have any resumes out, Brother Frank. Don't you get excited. He's already told me. He's I ain't serving on another pulpit committee. I, I, I got you, brother. Listen, I, I'm not, I don't feel, li- I, I feel like I just still got here. But I also know this. I've been here for 11 years, and, and that's, that's longer than most Southern Baptists stay in a church. They usually get run off after the fourth or fifth year. They do. And I'm sure there's probably been a, a committee put together, tried to meet in secret to run Brother Kyle off. But you didn't make it. Yet. <laughs> Dan, if you hear anything, you let me know, all right? But I might not be here this year. This might be it. Uh, let, let's look at another factor. You might not be here. Right? God's been tapping you on the shoulder. The Holy Spirit's been tapping you on the shoulder. Listen, get right, get right, get right. This might be the year that he's, okay, I'm just take him, take him out. Take her out. This might be it. This year might be all you've got left. Church, none of us may be here. We are for the rest of our lives from now on running out of time. I've, you know, we, I've, we started this service at 11 o'clock. It's quarter or 20 till 12. We'll never get that 45 minutes back. We're running out of time. All of us, every single one of us, are running out of time. If this is the case, we, we might all not be here next year. Church, we all need to figure out really quick why we are here. If this is it, Miss Barbara, this is it. We need to figure out why we're here. And that hasn't changed either. Church, we're here, listen to me, to serve God and to make disciples for him. We are here to serve God and to make disciples for him. We are not here to to just be here. We're not here because our parents told us to come. We're here to serve God and make disciples amongst men. That's why we're here. Listen, all of the circumstances in life If we look at them, every circumstance that we faced in 2022, we've got to realize something. I mean, everything that happened to us in 2020, good, bad, and ugly, we're blessed. We are blessed beyond measure. And we need to get over ourselves and get back to it. Amen? We really do. With a new year comes a new change. There's obstacles we must overcome together as a church family. Not individually. Well, we've got obstacles individually, but we've got obstacles as a church family. We need to get over and get on with it. Amen? We really do. What are you talking about, Brother Kyle? I want you to understand something. I've been here 11 years, like you know. I mean, there's a picture on the wall in the back in the hallway. (laughs) But understand this. Miss Virginia, I'm going to admit this to you. This is not my church. I'm a member of this church, and I'm proudly the pastor of this church, but this is not Brother Kyle's church. This is God's church. This, This is the church of Jesus. Jesus Christ owns this church. This is God's church. He just uses us as instruments in his church. Amen? There's something else we need to understand. We need to embrace change. We do. 
Well, Brother Kyle, what, what are you talking about? Change is not a bad thing. It's not. There's some things that this church used to do, programs, ministries that this church used to do that, 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 that wouldn't work today. And there's programs out there and ministries out there that uh, the other churches are doing that we could implement that would help and would grow this church. We need to embrace change. I've been talking to, to several pastors, and the, uh, there's some things that they've done. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'd do that. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I'd do that. But there's some things that they're doing that I'm like, you know, I've never thought about that before. I, I believe we, we, could, we could do that. There are also some ministries that we've had great success with that kind of floundered and fallen off the backside, and we need to get back to it. One of them is the care ministry. Our community needs to know that, they, that we care about them. Amen? When people walk through these doors, they need to understand that we care about them. I think it's past time for us to put our, you know, the fear of knocking on somebody's door to the side and start knocking on people's door and just, you know, visiting with them face to face again. Amen? It's, Gary, it's time, isn't it? It's time. But there's something else we need to understand. We have got to be culturally relevant to those who are lost and looking for the truth. I've told you all this in times past. There's some crazy preachers on TV, aren't there? There really are. You know, it's, 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 it amazes me, James, that they can heal people in front of a crowd of 10,000 people. But you take them to the Shriners Hospital and they just lose that healing power. You take them to, to Ronald McDonald's house and they, they, they can't heal anymore. And this is what they'll tell you. Well, you're, you, you don't have enough faith. If you give me money, it shows me you've got the faith. Church, listen, we, we, we need to understand and be culturally relevant to those who, who, who are searching for the truth. The sad truth is when people drive by our church, they identify us with crazy preachers. They do. They, they, don't, they won't come because of who they relate us to be. So what we need to be is be who God has called us to be when we walk through those doors. I've told y'all, God's not interested in what you do inside this building. You should be here every time the doors are open because this, this is where God has called you to be. But, uh, but understand this, he's more interested in what you do outside those doors than inside these doors. The world needs to see what a real Christian looks like and we need to be culturally relevant to them. Also understand this, we need, we've got to be real. If you are a Christian, if you call yourself a Christian, be a Christian. For the world to see, let your light so shine. Uh, Understand, this as well, we've got to be reaching out. Something we did this past year, and I I give all the credit to to Carrie. I think Carrie came up with this idea of the blessing bags. Any of y'all giving out those blessing bags? it's, It's been carry on with that. That, no pun intended. It's not that hard. Just get, you know, a hundred Ziploc bags. You can get them in the Dollar Tree and stuff anything you want to in there. And when you see people, and listen, I, I don't know if your eyes are open, but I'm seeing new people in the Georgetown area and, and this, this area, the farms, every single new faces. Amy and I will drive around. I'll say, have you ever seen that guy? She says, nope, never seen him before in all my life. Every single day, be a blessing. Put scripture in there. We have got to reach out any way we possibly can. Number six, we have got to be willing to serve, not being satisfied with what we've done in the times past. Are you satisfied? 
Are you? Tracy, are you satisfied with the number we had with Samaritan's box this year? Me either. Are you satisfied, uh, Tiffany, with the numbers that we're getting, we're having in Awana? Uh, me? Are you satisfied with the number of leaders we have in, in Awana? Yeah, me, me, me either. We, we can't be satisfied with what we've got. Listen, that, that's what happens when, you, when you're satisfied with a ministry or, or a mentality. That's when you start falling off the backside. <clears throat> we need to be changing every single day to attract people. Say, well, hold on a second. That, that's pragmatism. If it works, it works. It worked for Jesus. Amen. We, we need to be excited about what God is doing in our church, but we need to be even more excited about what God wants to do in our church. Now, understand, church, we need to ask this question. Why is it that God has brought us together? Have y'all ever wondered that? Now look around, all of us. Why is it that God brought us together? Number one, to love each other. To love each other. You know, since I've been your pastor, I've only heard this one time. And it shocked me to my core. It really did. There was a lady who was joined. She, she had come. Uh, her mother was a member of this church. And she was coming from not too far away from here. And uh, I mean, for months three or four months, and she, she and her husband would come from time to time, and then all of a sudden, they just, she stopped coming. And James, I went to visit her. I said, you know, is everything okay? She said, I just, the people weren't loving at all at that church. And I said, you talking about Chevis Oaks Baptist Church? And she said, yeah, she said, I just didn't feel like I, I was loved, and I was, I was like, that is the very first time I've ever heard that. The very first time. And I said, did you ever go to a Sunday school? No, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't, didn't go to a Sunday school. Did you ever come on Sunday night? No, I, did, I didn't come on Sunday. Did you ever come on Wednesday night? No, no I just came on Sunday morning. Well, I, that, 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 that explains it. <laughs> did you ever come to any social events? Well, I, I came to one, but that explains it. Do you know how people fall in love with each other? You love each other. If I loved Amy and Amy didn't love me, I couldn't make her love me. You know? Or, or listen, there was a time I tried to break up with her and she said, you're not breaking up with me. You know why she said that? Because she loved me. Miss Catherine, really, I tried to break up with her. She said, you're not breaking up with me. We've got to love each other. And, and, and if you don't feel love, listen, let me ask you, I want to ask you, are you displaying love? We got to give it and give it. Amen? We really do. But there's another reason. We need to embrace change, and change isn't a bad thing. Well, that, that, that was last. Let me get back to this one here. We need to learn to teach each other through real-life experiences. There's things that y'all have gone through, and, and, and you can teach me. You can teach the pastor. We need to disciple each other and those who come in, in, in our front doors. Listen, if you're not here, you can't do that. There, there are people who come to hear the preaching or the singing, and, and they love it, but they just don't have the interaction with the people. Interact with people. When you see somebody new, love on them. 
Talk to them. Invite them out for a meal. Invite them to a fellowship. Church, we need to put into practice what God has taught us through, our, uh, through other ministry experiences that work and will work here to reach our lost community. But you need to be here. If you're not here, you can't do that. L listen, I can't make any of you, any of you, follow me. I can't make any of you see your own worth to the Lord. And I've struggled with that as, from time to time. You are worthy to the Lord. You are worth something to the Lord. Don't ever think you are. God created you to serve him. You have worth in the Lord. You do. I can't make you see that worth. I can't make any of you see that you need to actively be serving the Lord through the church if you're a member here. I can't. But if God called you here, that's where you need to serve. Amen? I, I, it blows my mind to see people who are engaged or members of a church, and they'll sign up for every foreign mission trip there is. They'll go to Honduras, Nicaragua, Central South America. They'll go to Africa. They'll, they'll go to Asia. They'll go to Russia. They'll, they'll go anywhere a plane will take them. And Bob, you ask them, well, what ministry do you serve in through your church? Well, I, I, I go to so-and-so church, but what do you mean, what, how do I serve? Well, I mean, you're going here to serve. Why don't you serve here? Well, what are you doing in Savannah? What do, you, what do you mean, what am I doing? What am I doing? That's none of your business. Well, I, I'm just wondering, God's sending you overseas. What are you doing here? Church, for all that Jesus has done, for all that Jesus has done for you, don't you want to do the same for him? Listen to that question again. For all that Jesus has done for you, you think about all he's done for you how he's blessed you. Don't you want to do the same for him? I, I do. Don't you want to be the Christian servant that God wants you to be, that God created you to be? Don't you want this church to be what God created it to be? It takes more than me standing up here and preaching. It, it does. I am just one cog in this big, beautiful clock that God's created. Church, if you want to grow in the Lord in 2023, this year, you need to be here. And you need to be involved. I can't make you do that. I can't make you desire that. I can't. I, I, I can't. All I can do is preach it. You might be sitting here saying, Pastor, I, I know that I'm not serving the way I need to. What, what, what is it that I need to do? You just need to come down and ask God what it is that he wants you to do. I, I can't tell you. I, I can't put a desire on your heart, but God can. My question this morning, the last question. We know all this is true. We know why God created this church. We know that God brought us here. We know what we are or what we aren't doing. But the question I want to ask you this in closing is this. Will you come this morning and ask God to show you what he wants you to do?
because we can sign you up for anything. But what is it that God wants you to do this morning? Let's all stand, heads bowed and eyes closed. Our Father, we thank you for this day and for your word. We pray that you would be with us right now during this time of invitation. You'd open our eyes and help us to see what it is that we need to do for you, Lord, because you've done so much for us. Help us to see what we need to do for you, to serve you the way you created us to serve. In Jesus' name I do pray. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, you need to come this morning.